Geek Shock. Geek Shock. It wasn't a strip club, but I was forcibly ejected from a club. Like they grabbed the scruff on my my collar and my belt and heaved me out the front door. What did you do? Picked you up? Uh, it was a bunch of my friends who were back from college, and we went to the the bar where all the people who hadn't left town were. And we just walked around in our punk attitude and sort of we split up and tried to get kicked out. Andy's punk attitude. Yes, you did it. That's how Andy <laughs> I was a, used to live, I was, folks. I was trying to get kicked one. out. Everyone else got kicked out before me. <laughs> I was subtle. I was just putting plastic fighters everybody's drink. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to the Sordid Tales of Geek Shop. <laughs> wow. I am Master Torgo. The famous nose. Eighties Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. Check <laughs> Andy. Flip off your mat. Yeah. Actually, you should be subtle punk Andy. <laughs> subtle <laughs> punk Andy. <laughs> well, we were gonna say Andy. I'm gonna social. get in your face when Andy you least social. expect it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why didn't I use that one? That's great. Yeah. Wow. And we're here to talk week in geek, like we always do. Thanks for listening. Gentlemen, was it a geeky week for you? Did you do something fun? I had a very geek free week. Except for, except for shaving my head to look like Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor uh, Evil and uh, and uh, Professor X. The, I like I like it. The work yeah. the look works for you. Yeah. I still like the Doctor Venture uh, yes. thing better. It's that, a speed suit. But you did go uh, give your hair to Saint Baldrick. Yes, I had my head shaved for Saint Baldrick. Does the hair go to the kids? No, not in my case. But some of the the late, uh, some of the people lice? have long hair. T- <laughs> no, you have to have ten inches of hair. <laughs> ten inches, Matt. You need too ten much inches. lice, too puby. Ten inches of hair, twelve inches of snow. This hair is moving. Yeah, put it in the other bag, not towards the kids. <laughs> I actually realized about. 40 minutes before I was supposed to go, there's like, crap, I should wash my hair. I'm washing today. So like, <laughs> I was like, I, I literally walked in the door of the bar. I'm like, I'm supposed to get my hair cut now. And they pointed me towards it. I, I can see that. Like, yeah. ee, ee, there's a watch. That's where that went. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you it, had uh, a It's a giveaway when you run the, the, it was, it was, the clippers it was through it and you hear screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, are you all right? What? I didn't say nothing. It was. <laughs> It was interesting. If I if I live, you know, I moved to like you know the Pacific North Northwest or some other climate where that would make sense, but that doesn't make sense out it's here. Like that, uh, I would die. Did you see that Laos episode of South Park? Shelly, Shelly, don't die, Shelly. I don't think I did. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's Butters that gets lice, I guess, and something. I can't. Remember. Man, just so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. He names all his lice. It's the story of the lice. Told from their perspective. And okay. Now that you say it like that, I think I did and see that. And they're like, the, 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 the dumb mayor is like, we're fine here. We can stay here as long as we want. Like, you don't understand. They're going to come a big flood and we're going to die. My baby, Shelly and my baby are going to die. And, and yeah, and then this baby finally does live on into the dog or something. It's <laughs> Shelly, my baby. Your dogs get lice? Do dogs get lice? I don't know. I dogs mean, are I, lice. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They get lice. <laughs> Probably not exactly. I've never heard anybody lice be lacing, lacing their dogs. We don't must get. Happen. We don't get much of that kind of thing out here. So we don't have any kind of ticks or fleas. We're very fortunate in that in Vegas. If you can stand the cockroaches, we're pretty decently bug free for the most part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we actually, the we actually have ticks oh, out yeah? in uh, Red Rock now. Yes. The okay. 
There was a scorpion sighting at my place. Yeah, well, yeah, there was. Yeah, there are some give and take. No, you're <laughs> the occasional mosquito in certain areas of town. Who you were standing right? You were alone, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on the side. Yeah, cool. game night. Lewis goes. Uh, Matt, step this way. Um. No, there was another one this week. Step this way. You weren't here. Oh. Yeah. Like in the just last like, Friday. Yeah, I was there Friday. Scorpion wins. <laughs> not oh. this. Not this. Time. I was there too. You did. Yes, you he did, was. Megan. Wow. I just don't recognize you with the. Oh, hair. that's right. It's we're, a different person. You had made it by then. Yeah, I came. Yeah, I was there. Because I thought it was you, Matt, who pointed yes, I, to I, it. I was the one. Oh, you were behind. Okay, I reversed it. I, I looked like Lewis. Oh, okay. Oh no, that's you were true. sitting with Lewis. So, especially like, now that you're sunburned. Okay. Yes. Us fair gingers all look alike. Yes. Solus. Yeah. Everybody got to see the wonder of my scorpion killer in action. Oh, it's Paul marveled that I had an instrument specific. He brought out a little Sub Zero, guys. That's yeah. what he did. <laughs> it was nice. And it was there was a smart tool for the, it. The crowd. I I always feel bad for the little bastards when I do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. What, what is it? Strip off legs or something? No, I just <laughs> I just it, they freeze when they see movement because they're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. you know. And it usually works if they're like on the floor. But this guy was about uh, shoulder height on the wall. Okay. And so I got my scorpion killer, which is uh, old wood legs my dad made for a couch a long time ago. And with a I, wooden block. That explains the all the holes in with the, the With the wooden block on the end of it. And I just put it at an angle. And then I just rolled slowly, it. Slowly, slowly. So and you, I just, and you, you hear this. Hear it. <laughs> and and the whole scream. room was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. I feel awful, but... I swear you can hear a little scream. I'm not going to let that thing live. I am all for live and let live with insects as long as they don't come into the house. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah that's They the, don't know any better, but yep. they've crossed the line and they <laughs> must pay. <laughs> they must pay with their they've life. They've crossed the line. We've yeah, moved into their territory. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, we, well, unless you want to call the forcible migration of moving them into this territory, because... A lot of the arguments they hear about the scorpions is like they came in on the palm trees and shit oh, like really? that in the greening of the neighborhoods when uh, Yeah, but there yeah. are there are species of scorpion that are native to the Mojave Desert here. So. It well. was the rock that brought scorpions here. He <laughs> Damn him. <laughs> That's why they look at you with Look that here, you jabroni. You don't have scorpions, but you're gonna have scorpions. Oh yeah, you're gonna have scorpions when the rock brings them to your house. So you're saying the scorpion's not the it black It doesn't man. matter what the you Native think. American? Shut your mouth and know your damn scorpion roll. <laughs> if you smell what the, the scorpion is king stinging. is stinging. That's right. Can you smell what I'm stinging? You know what? I am so unversed in wrestling, I'm not even sure if you're doing that right or not. It's great. I have no idea. I'm proud of this fact. The ultimate compliment. I have no idea if you're accurate. No, the, the, the compliments, I'm, I'm self-complimenting myself. I know nothing about wrestling. Well, let me, let me just tell you, knowing that was pretty spot on. Yeah, I, I figured it was. He's usually pretty good. I'm just stuffed up today. <laughs> My allergies are killing me. Well, this week I discovered that Amazon Prime is finally something worth having for videos. <gasps> really? What? Just because of the, vid, the videos you get access to? Yes, they have found themselves a nice niche of nerdy documentaries. Oh, okay. Uh, there was one I watched that covered nothing but horror conventions. Oh, that sounds Oh, that fun. cheapo one that, that I saw? El cheapo <laughs> one, but it was very yeah. entertaining. And then they As have... cheaply produced. I can't remember the name of it. It's like Plastic Galaxy. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, was about it is the... a documentary on the history of Star Wars toys. Oh, it sounds great, and it's Did fantastic. They have, uh, a big time with uh, Steve Sansweet. I don't remember names that well in oh, it. Come on, he's the guy that's got everything ever. I'm pretty sure he's in that because they, they do cover some of the guys that have the really deep. His is stuff. like sick, like going into prototype stuff. Yeah, like prototype stuff, tons of store displays, just fucking nuts. He had almost everything for a while there, but Star Wars is one of those one of those rabbit holes, man. You can't get everything. Mm-mm. And that's yeah. Well, yeah, especially when you had some of those limited edition exclusives. Well, that's part that... of why I got the fuck out of it. I don't collect Star Wars. I get, I get, I collect Darth Vader's. <laughs> you got to have to be very specific. I, you have to be very specific. I, I, you're, you're very understated when you say that, Paul. <laughs> Paul yeah, doesn't. Even, Paul doesn't just collect Darth Vader's. He, he Darth collects Vader. the fuck out of Darth Vader. What are you talking about? Come on. Yeah, but that's you still have, a hell of a rabbit hole because there's so much Darth Vader stuff. It's not like you're collecting IG88. I have a lot of Darth Vader's, but I'm not Which anywhere cool. near the hardcores. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I my prize is I that kneeling statue that I you, got you on a super deal. You must have the Darth Vader the, the action figure case. It's like a big... Yes, Darth I have Vader that. Mm-hmm. When, you, about, when you say Darth Vader, is it just toys or do you have like Darth Vader mug? Darth yes. Vader I have onesie. a Darth Vader mug yes. that I drink out of. <laughs> okay. I have Darth Vader toys. Darth Vader underwear. Darth Vader Snuggie. I have Darth Vader shirts. I have Darth Vader folders. I just bought the Darth Vader comic. I have Darth okay. Vader magic eight balls. And folks, you just thought was He Man, didn't Darth you? Darth Vader ornaments. Yeah. He bought a Darth Vader voice changer one time. He wasn't happy <laughs> oh, yeah. with the way that it sounded. <laughs> yeah. So he just cut the, the little chest plate piece off and set it off to the side <laughs> to make it look. All more I really like wanted a was the helmet. <laughs> yeah. So I've got the helmet. Yeah, oh, this thing sounds like garbage. They only sell half the helmet scissors. now. Yeah. So it's He Man. Simpsons, Darth Vader with some Stormtrooper, yeah, and Legos. Those those are four wheelhouses. And I guess video games is up there. I should put that in there. Uh, those yeah, would be my big ones. Then Evan- Evangelion is close behind. Okay, so as far as Evangelion memorabilia, and then a dab for a time. I had a fuckload of Star Trek stuff when I was working at the Experience. That so makes a did. lot of sense. Though. And I still have a good a goodly showing of Star Trek memorabilia, but nothing like. Yeah, and he gave up on Spawn though. I have stopped. Well, I mean, he stopped producing. Any? Well, you sold off a lot of yours too, though. No, not many. Not many Spawn. I didn't sell many Spawn. I've got a bunch back home. They, the bottom just totally dropped out of that market. I just a, bought a Malbolgia for twenty bucks, eighteen bucks. Yeah, I once found upon one a time. Those were the beanie babies of the. Yeah, they were. They were <laughs> the toy industry. I still love those old Spawn toys. They're cool, but they look great. Yeah. Uh, but no, the bottoms dropped out of that market. So, oh, now I have a fuck ton of wrestling figures too. So, oh, that's right. I just find different you, you shit and get go, what you I just, like. I like, go balls uh, like deep. Like all us nerds, I got a bunch of turtle stuff too, and a smattering of crazy Japanese stuff. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any other geeky things? And comic books. <laughs> I'd like to have a moment of silence for my NES. It died oh. this weekend. Oh. He's playing Punch Out. <laughs> How did it die? It just couldn't handle Mr. Dream. <laughs> it couldn't handle his, his rage for playing Punch-Out. No, a little Mac. I was fighting Mr. Dream. One away from Mike Tyson. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. Crapped out on me. <laughs> I think that's a built-in fail-safe in the cartridge. Does the light not even come on anymore? Uh, it, it comes on. It just resets itself. It keeps resetting itself. It just keeps flashing? Yeah, over and over and over. Oh, well, I it's, not, it's not done. Yeah. You take that to a reputable yeah. shop. They can fix it up for the you. The one right next to the Pinball Hall of Fame. Those things are still, yeah. you know, those are. it's worth it to get that looked at. Rub some dirt on it. And if nothing else, they might give you a little bit for you know, parts. You know, little trick, you blow in the cartridge, blow in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sure, work sure. anymore. It's not working anymore. Blow on the cartridge, man. 
the keys are the key is just to clean those pins very lightly. Okay. Yeah. Handle the pins gently. <laughs> you do. Andy, you got something. <laughs> oh no, this is Pinball Hall of Fame reminded me I went and I played one of the uh the older games. I won literally seventeen free games. I played for like forty five minutes on one. Now quarter. when you say older games, fifties, sixties, seventies? seventies. It was um it was Wizard. It was the one that was uh, the Tommy one. Okay. Yeah. I also did that Sunday, too. Pinball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Pinball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Place to be this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, a nice, it's nice just to have that in the place. It's great to go. To, and I don't feel like go to it enough. And I almost feel guilty for right. not going enough. Well, You're I right tried next to go. To I tried yeah. to go to the Gamer's Paradise the other day. Um, and they were closed. They closed around 5 or 6. Real early because well, when like it gets dark, hours, like real store hours. Yeah, is that the place behind, beside it? Right no, next okay. to yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I, I thought to... they stayed open since they expanded their place and got into card games. And I stuff thought like so that. too, but no, I don't stay open that late. I guess maybe I was picked the wrong night. I don't know, but uh, I need to go out there again too because those are good guys. They know their stuff, and that's a lot of cool shit in that store. That is a great store. I got uh, my uh, Game Boy player there, and I went to the Little Shop of Magic as well. It was a like Geek full weekend. That works. Did you get it? Oh, a little yeah. shop of magic. I just went to check it out. Sometimes you got a window shop. What'd you think? No, I've been there before. When, you, right. when you get past the uh, when you get past the the funk because it's got a funk. That was is it, a was funk, it funk because of the people? Yes, nerd funk. Nerd funk was hitting. You know, they you. used uh, to they used to have a little freshener thing right up by their vent. That, I don't know what you know what. <laughs> It, the funk is not exclusive to nerds. I discovered this weekend because it was NASCAR weekend here in Vegas. <laughs> oh, I bet you that was. There's some. Tasty. There's the there's the standard bo funk mixed in with the post binge drinking oh, alcohol yeah. funk. I'm beer surprised funk. you can see them with all the that two camel. together. Oh, yeah, yeah. With all that oh, God. the smell of this, beer sweating out of your pores kind of is not good. Yeah. This week at, oh, the, I, I, at the ticketing gig, I had a rough time. It too. was a fight. Yeah. You could, nobody wanted tickets. Nobody even wanted to look at it. It's like, what a surprise. NASCAR guys aren't into an artsy-fartsy acrobat <laughs> show. I got but so many. No, man. we're going to NASCAR. We're going to NASCAR. Right, yeah, I did okay, but, geez, it was every everyone was a slog. Mm. I'd spend hours just You should have nobody. told them there was a good chance to be to fall. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> what I, I come for, the reckons. <sighs> I come to watch the reckons. You were talking on, on the other podcast about... Uh, the podcast which shall go unnamed? Yes. The other podcast. <laughs> Ice Cream Social, yeah. yes. Voldemort. I'm trying to come up with some annoying name like Geek Squad. but uh, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I can't remember if I sent it to you, but you were on there and you were talking about cars and I, I either emailed you or... Emailed somebody about it, but they have a race a couple of times a year up at the speedway here. Race wars? No, where they where they drag boats behind the cars. They change oh, boats behind the the cars. And we actually, those. I think we read that email. Uh, it might be in a bank show, but yeah, oh, okay, we, we got that 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 notice. So yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Damn, was that I can get to the lake faster than you? <laughs> what the? Fuck? No, no, they're dragging. They're just dragging beater boats. They're just they're, no, they're not on trailers. They're just boats being dragged across oh, the track. Oh Jesus! Smells That's like even Indiana. Worse. I've heard about that. Uh, there is a little geek event happening this Sunday. What? If you live here what? in Las Vegas, uh, they are doing a big screen showing of the Last Unicorn right. at South Point, 11 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to church afterward? <laughs> that is my church. You go to church before. Uh, 
they're going to show it on the big screen, and Peter S. Beagle, the original writer of the novel that it, the movie's based on, will be there for questions and answers, and uh, and they yeah. have memorabilia, and they're doing a costume contest, and they're making a big thing out of it, and it's a national tour that's happening of this right. movie. That's cool. So it, it's not just Vegas, so if you're interested, you can go uh, just look up at the tour of uh, The Last Unicorn, 80s animated film for adults and kids. Uh, I have it on the DVD. I am one it's of those a, people who actually read the book first. And songs by yeah. the band America. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's a her Rankin name? Rankin Bass production. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury lends her vocal talents. <laughs> Does she? Yep. No. Is um, Lorenzo Music in it or somebody like that? Very There's... possible. Yeah. All right. I'd have oh, to look shoot, it up. The... Oh, here we go. 80's go, got Jeff. 80's it's got so... To the internet. Is it Mia Farrow, the voice of the... Yeah, Mia Farrow is the unicorn, right? She's all... Oh, Frank, don't hit me anymore. Yeah, Mia I Farrow, mean, Jeff I'm Bridges, the last unicorn. Angela Lansbury, Alan Arkin, Christopher Lee. I have no idea who Christopher Tammy Lee. Grimes is. Which one? Tammy Grimes. Uh, vaguely remember the name, yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Where was I at? Robert Klein, Rene Aubergenois, Paul Freese. Wow. Keenan Wynn, Nellie Bellflower, Don Messick, Brother Theodore, and... Ed Peck. Brother Theodore. That's mm. the the cast list that is right here. Oh, Last Unicorn. Don Messick is uh, Last Unicorn. Don Messick is like Scooby-Doo. Or not Scooby-Doo, Excuse but he's, uh, me, Captain Sisko. One of those. I have the Last Unicorn here, and I thought you might want to know about it. Thank you, Odo. Oh, but no. I don't care. <laughs> Unless the prophets have guided me to it, I don't care about it. No, Norris. Keep licking the thing that is likely my genitalia. I'm a shape-changing monster of a turd. I don't know where my balls begin and end. Oh, Norris. I don't care for this conversation on my bridge. <laughs> that makes two of us. Take it outside, Odo and oh, Kira. He this, just, one's for, he this one's for you, Barry. Turn I the just, podcast man, off. He mentions that every time, and I always think of that scene when... Uh, when Odo and the female founder had that hookup, and they're just sitting on the bedside, and she says something along the lines of, so that's how solids do it, or something like that. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh. I'm a degenerate, but God, how, that was beyond that's me. That's how some solids do it. <laughs> few, few of them are able to create 18 to 43 inches at will. <laughs> I like that. 18's the lower end, huh? <laughs> For me. Yes, well, Odo probably was going, yeah, yeah, sure, that's that's the way they do it, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Sure to tell my, everybody. Tell her that's what we do. <laughs> I took Kira from the rear, and the tip of my business went into her stomach. <laughs> it was like a G.I. inspection. Joe? Oh. I could, yeah, G.I. Joe Mama. <laughs> Talk about your Kung Fu grip. Yes. Uh, News nice. you don't give a shit about. Yay. Kung Fu grip. Narice gives <laughs> plenty of does that now. Narice is very regular now. My job. Okay. <laughs> Fox. Yeah. Already don't care. You don't even have to go any further. <laughs> We're done. Fox is turning The Expendables into a TV series. Wow. Star and scribe of the film franchise Sylvester Stallone is on board to executive produce alongside the movie's producer, Avi Lerner, for what's been dubbed by Deadline as a, quote, fun action drama, unquote. Oh, good. The twist 
in its transition to small screen is that instead of cult movie talent, this series will unite iconic TV stars for what the trade describes as a, quote, new team of highly skilled heroes who are on a mission to stop dangerous terrorists. Wait a minute. Iconic TV stars, but a new team? From the, not the film team. No, no, no. But I mean, a new, t- okay. Why is Mr. T never team. been in the Expendables? He'll be in, He'll this, be in one. this one, apparently. He'll be in this one. That might get me on board. Yeah, if, if Mr. Mr. T is T? in the Expendables, who I, else? Who else? Action. I gotta action say, TV. Is Lee Major week. still around? Oh, Lee yeah, Major's still around. Still around. Um, he used to live in Richmond, Kentucky, for a while. <laughs> get the two Duke boys. Oh, no. Kevin Sorbo. The Duke oh boys. no! Get all four of them. Oh, the, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. the idiot cousins. Coy and Vance. I have a Coy and Vance. Coy and Vance. I have an autographed picture of Coy somewhere. I met him at some car show. Right. In there. Yeah, Throw you keep telling there. us that story. <laughs> yeah. You met him at some car show. You met him in some car. <laughs> <laughs> He's awful pretty. Yeah. Don't be coy. Oh, I won't. <laughs> uh. And he shows you the lower 18 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Just a good old coy. Um, well, Get the guy that played uh, Auto Man. Who was, who was, Auto uh, Man! <laughs> who was uh, the Kevin Sorbo sidekick? That guy hasn't done shit, has he? Kevin Sorbo has lost his mind. No, no, not Kevin Sorbo, but the guy who's put his uh, his uh, his little catamite. Great, we'd rather have Sorbo's friend than Sorbo. Get the guy from Street Hawk as well. Oh, Street Hawk! (laughs) I miss Street Hawk. How about the guy who did uh, what was it? The centipede? What was it called? Wasn't centipede? Wasn't it? Wasn't the moth insect? Moth He's a man. black guy who was crippled. Mantis. Had- oh, Mantis. Mantis. Ah, yes. <laughs> Wasn't it based on a comic book, too? Oh, man. I don't I know. It was based I on wonder- a joke somebody told somebody. I wonder if the comic book. <laughs> like, I fucking dare you. Where the comic <laughs> book came it. after. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about that. How about Starsky and Hutch? Oh, there you go. David <laughs> Soul and Paul Michael Glazer. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they have to drive that old Ford. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, right, this, uh, Anthony this, Vargas is, is still out there acting. He was in the Popovich movie. This so. discussion is so much more interesting than the show is going to be. So. Uh, yeah, let's get the let's get. We the, do uh, that here at Geek Shock. <laughs> Philip Phillips, Michael Thomas, and uh, yeah, <gasps> yeah, he's around. What's his name? Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Get Crockett yeah. and Tubbs. Cheech oh, Marin. Well, we want to go more paramilitary. Oh, fucking Chuck Norris. Well, he was already in it, though, wasn't he? Yep, yeah. he sure was. But now so we're talking about TV. Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, shit, you're Sam right. Sammo Hung. How about Magnum, P- Magnum P.I.? <laughs> Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. <laughs> and all the angels. Richard oh. Dean Anderson? See, if they Dean do Anderson. Tom Selleck, oh, they have there. to get all of the supporting cast from Magnum P.I., too. Nah. Higgins? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Isn't Higgins dead? They can use uh, like a puppet. I wouldn't be surprised if a third of who we've said is dead. Right. Who's the guy who played T.C.? The helicopter pilot. Oh, I didn't even remember Selleck, so good luck. Come on, the helicopter pilot. He was the most important part. How about all the guys from Riptide? How about Simon and Simon? I was going to oh, say, yeah. Simon oh. Simon is on the tip of my tongue, yep. Yeah. That guy's around. He's still doing work. Riptide, oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. I hated that show. I just like the they robot. Showed that, exactly. <laughs> they showed that robot in every preview in the, in the top of the show, and yep. I was like, oh, this is a show about a robot, and it was not at all. It was not, And I was like... What are these guys doing bringing girls over to their cool boat? Get those girls out of here. Show me the cool robot. I guarantee you know it's going to be in this. Hasselhoff is going to be in this. Oh, you're right. He is. Um, Jan Michael Vincent? Oh, he's dead. Have you seen him? Really? Mm -hmm. Look at his He's not dead. 
but he's but <laughs> he wishes he was. He's really sick, yeah. Dude, I, I could see Jake being on the show just mourning the fat man. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh. Uh, McCormick from Hardcastle. Hardcastle and McCormick. <laughs> Ride. Actually, Driving like the demons that drives the, your dreams. The, uh, Ride. All, all the uh, tertiary secondary characters from uh, Briscoe County. Oh. <laughs> Simon and Simon from Simon and Simon. We were there already. We're there, so yeah, beat you to it. You were you were in the internet. We're doing that. <laughs> you, were, Jesus. you were lost in the matrix. Couldn't do it without BJ and the Bear though. Oh. Hey, they really going. He's he's television action. Yep. Right. Greg Evans, yes, absolutely. Eric Stallone comes in. Uh, hey, glad to have you on the team, BJ. Just keep that dick sucking monkey. <laughs> keep that dick sucking monkey away from me. I know why. You, I, I know why you take him on those long road trips. And I know it's lonely on the highway. You gotta have a dick sucking monkey. Man. We don't need him with There's us. There's my dick sucking monkey, Arnold, over there. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh. Shut up. You weren't supposed to say anything. You're lucky I did this movie for you. I shouldn't have oh. never agreed. You know, I should I should be home sucking the dick of my housemaid. Mm. She has an eight-inch clit. Oh. It's fierce. Ouch. Just like China. Just like China has an eight-inch clit. Oh, China, China. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the country. The, the, the entire country. It's a huge cast. Don't treat me like a woman. Cumulative. Don't treat me like a man. Just treat me like what I am. WWE's China. Yeah, I gotta say now I understand what you're talking about. Didn't you have to change your name or something? Or uh, wasn't no, w- didn't WWE own the name China or something? She had to yeah. Yeah. There was a huge falling out with yeah. her. And- Vince, uh, uh, she joined. She joined John Bowser Bauman, and now she's known as she's known, wow. she known as China Na. <laughs> China Na. Wow. Ball, 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 ding, dong, ding, ding, dong, boom. boom. Uh, nobody, nobody under thirty got that. But China I'm not sure na. nobody under thirty is listening. So. Do you think you think we skew that old now? <laughs> I don't. I bet we do. We might. I wonder. Hate, send in your ages. No, don't send in your ages. Comments. I don't want to know how old I am. I don't want to feel so <laughs> decrepit. We love you, whatever your age. But we're that's not, not true. Eighteen plus. <laughs> Sorry, Duncan. <laughs> no, you don't give a shit about. Yes. In February, the government of Turkey was kicking around the idea of banning Minecraft. The ban is moving closer to becoming a reality. Good idea, Turkish idiots. According to several Turkish publications, a new report from Turkey's Family and Social Policies Ministry is recommending that Minecraft be banned in the region. While the report acknowledges that Minecraft encourages creative thinking, the survival aspects of the game, like killing hostile creatures, makes it, quote, based on violence and therefore should be banned. Drawing breath is based on violence, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Other amazing claims from the report. Children could confuse the in-game world with the real world. They might start torturing small (laughs) animals without understanding the pain they are inflicting and may cause them to become isolated from reality. They're confusing that with Pokemon. (laughs) You want to know who's isolated (laughs) from reality? Yeah, these lawmakers. No, Uh, it's just, oh, what a shell game. A joke. Well, as long as they don't ban the word global warming. Uh, the report right. has or been sent change? to the country's Jesus. legal the affairs department with instructions for the starting the legal process of banning that game. Well, after hearing about Turkish Star Wars, maybe Turkish Minecraft should be banned. I haven't heard of Turkish Star Wars. You what? gotta look it up. <clears throat> look up <clears throat> Turkish Batman. That shit's bad. Yeah. That's literally batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> and as you don't give a shit about Tim Burton. Already don't care. Was part of the beginning of Disney's current foray into live-action reinventions of its classic animated catalog as he directed Alice in Wonderland, released in 2010. Disney has plans for a live-action version of Dumbo, and now Burton will direct. Oh, Lord. Now, here, here's where it gets great. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Aaron Kruger is writing the script, which is great news since he wrote the last three Transformers movies. <laughs> Woohoo! The new I, Dumbo. Somebody wrote that? <laughs> that was written? <laughs> uh, there were rules? According to IMDb, that was written by somebody. <laughs> craziest talk I've ever heard. Maybe you just had to roll really low. Nobody to, wrote that they shit. They just cut up old Autobot scripts and shuffled them around. No, it's not as good as the cartoon. <clears throat> the cartoon's not that great. It's Some not. episodes are really good. No, no. Good. They actually just cut random lines out, shuffled them in the bag, and then pulled them out a random... It would have been better. Yeah. <clears throat> locations for explosions. Yeah. <laughs> the new Dumbo is expected to be a hybrid mixture of live action actors and CG effects. Burton's adaptation will go beyond the world of the original film and, quote, add a unique family story that parallels Dumbo's journey, unquote. Oh, boo! <laughs> boo <Burns! laughs> Just how Dumbo himself will be realized on screen is unknown. So there'll be a human whose mommy is chained up in a, in a tent? I hope Big so. Ear I hope that's freak. what that means. <laughs> Little kid with giant ass ears. Gummo-looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like we said last time this came up Dumbo you know? meets Gummo That's what this is going to be <laughs> It's the crows man They got to figure out how they're going to do with the crows <laughs> oh, Burton will just hit it head on right. well, I did dumb <laughs> about everything I don't believe what you're saying Are you kidding me I've seen a horse fly oh, I've seen, seen a house fly I've seen a butterfly oh, But I ain't never <laughs> Never, never, ever Oh my goodness yeah. No, no, oh, it'll this, be okay Because they're going to have white guys doing it oh, This, oh, okay, this is okay, the guy that did write Transformers 2 So, uh-huh. yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> so It is going to be around the nose That's going to be his, his key moment And that's it for the shit news. As if that wasn't enough. So, Weekend Geek! Yay! The Russo brothers, these are the guys that directed Captain America, The Winter Soldier, have signed on to direct a new Ghostbusters film starring Channing Tatum and possibly Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. That will be released to complement Feig's film. Drew Pierce, who uh, wrote Iron Man 3, is already attached to write the script. Along with the new proje- uh, project, Sony has created a new production company called Ghost Core, which has led to which is led by original Ghostbusters creators Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd, which will be tasked with developing new ways to capitalize on the 1980s cult hit. So expect a whole lot more Ghostbusters stuff in the coming years. Here's what Reitman told Deadline about the initiative. Quote, we want to expand the Ghostbusters universe in ways that will include different films, TV shows, merchandise, all things that are part of modern filmed entertainment, Reitman said. This is a branded entertainment, a scary supernatural premise mixed with comedy. Paul Feig's film will be the first version of that, shooting in June to come out uh, 2016. He's got four of the funniest women in the world, and there will be other surprises to come. The second film has a wonderful idea that builds on that. Drew will start writing, and the hope is that it'll be ready for the Russo brothers next window next summer to shoot with the movie coming out the following year. It's only the beginning of what I hope will be a lot of wonderful movies, unquote. Furthermore, there are already plans in place for the all-female team and the new team, comprised of Tatum and Pratt, to meet up in a separate movie, Avengers-style, 
didn't see that coming. And the fourth film idea is being tossed around is a prequel to these new films, although it won't involve the cast of the 84 original. Not much is known beyond that point. Probably an origin. (laughs) Mm. Man. Yeah. That's my bets on that. So what are your thoughts on this rapid expansion of Ghostbusters? Um, Certainly the casting is fine. Um, What? No, Chris Chan- Pratt? Channing Tatum? Oh, yeah, wow, I, yeah. I, I knew that you'd focus on Tatum and you'd focus on Pratt. I just yep. knew it. <laughs> yes, that's Channing our sunshine Tatum. in our cloud right here at the <laughs> Geek Shock. Oh, I am on. a little Pollyannish. <laughs> Channing Tatum. You think they're going to put the line, who, in there somewhere? Who? 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 What? Are you, who? What? who? I don't... Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Can't even exert the energy to hate him. <laughs> yeah, I. That's my run. I don't know. Um, milk, my milk first lemonade. impression was, you know, when the, the all female cast was announced, mm-hmm. it, um, there people would talk. Some people would talk about. They'd say that kind of flipping, whether it's race flipping, gender flipping, in a reboot or something, is kind of pandering. And to some extent, I can I can feel that argument, because like looking at this. You look at the, the, the all-female Ghostbusters. If they really took it integrally serious, you could make the argument that that would be the franchise there. But now they're talking about these other films. But I have to say, hearing them talk about the different types of films they want to do and having people link up and stuff, I don't know. At, at this point, the whole Avengers phenomenon, Marvel has really kind of introduced almost a new I, I don't know if you'd call it genre but a new format of making a franchise sure new and, pandora's box and uh, yeah. i think people people are looking to jump on that so well, of course they are I, I, I hate this ghostbusters news less than i've hated a lot of the other ghostbusters news well there is that yeah and i do like the pedigree behind it the russo brothers show yeah. that they can do an amazing movie yeah. and the guy that wrote iron man 3 i've got no qualms with that yeah so at least they're hiring good people for that, right? Yeah, there's scuttlebutt out there that's saying that the whole uh, fast tracking of the female Ghostbusters was uh, just trying to light a fire under Aykroyd and um, the other crew, Reitman, Reitman, to get things going on a, another one. You think so? Because it seemed to me that Aykroyd was always, <laughs> yeah, he was down pushing with like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, Harold Ramis was like, yeah, we could do this well, or we could do it quick. Let's go with well. Do you Oop, know did. what though, man? <clears throat> Ramus genius. No two ways about it. Absolutely. But year one, just fucking figure it out. Everybody has their missteps. That's true. I have that to was. assume it was a chemotherapy or something. <laughs> and even Ghostbusters two. Have you watched Ghostbusters? 2? No, it's weak. Yeah. Weak. Yeah. That's why I try to remind people when they're like, "I really want another Ghostbusters," or this next one, I'm, I can't wait for another one. I'm like, remember, remember what's Watch come beforehand. Two. Yeah. That, I mean, Ghostbusters one is was revolutionary. No toys about it. But, and lightning in a goddamn bottle, just right, perfect. And right, it's casting, and that's no. always the yeah. way. Movies that actually work are are miraculous things that just true alchemy, <laughs> true alchemy yeah. that they even happen. And yeah, and then yeah, too. Yeah, and having Ron Jeremy in it was just <laughs> sealed it up. It's rare that the second movie is nearly as good, and it's even rare when it's better. I mean, I can, I mean, it's like sure. a handful. Not I would say can it's, be Empire Strikes Back. It's a sad thing that the Ghostbusters video game is more of a proper sequel to the Ghostbusters original film a fine than, than the Ghostbusters 2, which was the actual sequel. Agreed. Uh, yeah. And I keep forgetting that thing exists. It's, I, I actually it's have so, it. The story have in copy. it is so good. 
What's that? Is that I have where your copy. it is. You have the copy. Yes. I went to loan it to somebody the other day, and it wasn't there. <laughs> I we was trying remember. to figure out who had the copy. Yeah, I'll bring it back. I haven't played it yet, but I'll bring it back. If you, okay. well, if you haven't played it yet, then yeah. play it. I'll, I mean, so I'll start playing it this week. As long as I know where it's at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people people got to remind me what they borrow from me. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need a library card system. <laughs> I do. He uh, did for a while, then mm-hmm. he just gave up on I've, it. I've completely, I was, I was looking for uh, my copy of Harlan Ellison's Strange Wine. Ah. So it's like, look, they're like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Obviously, I've, I've lent it to somebody, and it's being Vegas. I've probably lent it to somebody who's in Iowa. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, that's the Vegas way. Yep. RoboCop's Joel Kinnaman has confirmed that he's going to play Rick Flagg in David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Jake Gyllenhaal had been considered at one point for the role vacated by Tom Hardy before he ultimately passed on playing the comic book character. Set to be released August 5th, 2016, so Suicide Squad also stars Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, uh, Jai Courtney, and Cara Delevingne. I don't know much about it. I never saw the RoboCop reboot, so I don't know this uh, guy. It's not good. It's not good. But was he bad? What they did with the RoboCop reboot to simplify it. I I don't don't care about the the reboot. I don't know how was his performance. Uh, It was all right. I, I I don't know what to. T- no, sorry. Right. It's 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 a bad film, so it's hard to kind sure. of. I don't know. I, I mean, liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I think about. You it, just but... liked it because it was shot in Canada. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, so that's the reason why. Josh. Everything. That's shot why in he Canada. likes all the shows. <laughs> no, but uh, it's the premise was a good place to start with the reboot because it's not so much. Um, trying to ape the original film sure. and they tried to go with this whole you know in the in the original film you know yeah i i, I get that but i we've already talked about the reboot and its lack of i just want to know if this guy's any good does he have a does he have an opportunity to act like i'm thinking peter Weller in the original had maybe 20 25 minutes tops in the whole thing to act sure well, no he had more he, you had the introduction of the character in the beginning, so Weller had to act that. Yep. And then he had to be, you know, the sternly robotic RoboCop. Right. And then slowly start to rediscover his humanity. So I would argue that he only had to play the robot for about 25 minutes in the film. Interesting. And had to act... Yeah, I was for the just, majority of the film. I just good. discovered it's I own that, so I will take a look. I haven't seen that in years, so I'll, maybe I'll watch it again with the kids. It's that's one of the fun things about having the kids is you watch these like old '80s movies, like oh here it is, I'll completely new again. You don't have Your to have kids, kids to have that experience. Well, but you have the if we bounce it off them, you have to see the reflection. <laughs> well, true. my youngest sister has actually been doing that with a lot of films that, that she grew up on, and then keeps asking me what films she should show to the kids, uh, and. Uh, she introduced and, uh, my nephew to... you said, to, the hills have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, Last house on the left. She introduced my nephew, who I thought was still a little young for Sounds it, to Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and he actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I was surprised at that, because I thought, give him a couple more years, let him let him watch that. She's like, well, we ended up watching it one night and uh, as a family, and he just absolutely dug it. So well, I was next like, up, Sweet. I spit on your grave. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's not perfect. Every, every, <laughs> Every now and then I dust off one and I'm like, wow, I, nope, we can't watch this again. This sucks. <laughs> we went through Romancing the Stone. Ooh. Oh, my God, is that slow. It is. Oh, it really is. painful. We watched like half an hour of it and nothing had happened. Jewel of the Nile is a lot that way, too, the sequel. Yeah. 
It's it's just it's a very slow burner until the end. Yeah, I remember loving that movie, and it's just whoa. You know, a movie that I just watched literally a couple nights ago that was not as cherished watching it as an adult as when it first came out was Fletch. Fletch was on, and I'm sitting there watching the whole thing going, I'm like, when does the comedy start? I'm just I, I wait. That was a comedy. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Chevy hey. Chase. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're rebooting that too. Right? In fact, it, well, as that an seems adult, to have gone away. As that Fletch ad- reboot has been in development for ages. I'm just looking at the film, going, I, it, like, you know, he's not witty. He's just a dick. Yeah. He's just like a total asshole throughout the whole film. So I remember and, the books that were people kind of that way. like so he's playing himself? giggled and found endearing, and I'm like, okay, that's not endearing. He's totally insulting you to your face, and you're like, oh, um, that yeah, it, I don't know, that just go? a completely different perspective as an adult. I guess. Spent a yeah, lot of time I'd... in the Star Trek: The Experience transit corridors between shows, reading Fletch novels. Oh, I was going to ask oh, yeah. you. I haven't read them. Are they it, a lot less comedy, but? Mm-hmm. Fun little capers with remember, a a smug asshole as your. Do you remember the <laughs> lead burglar? Uh, burglar with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, oh yeah. no, I yeah. intentionally did not see that. Um, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, it's got makes it like, hard to remember. Yeah, G.W. Bailey. It's got like yeah. a pretty good cast in if, it. If I recall correctly, that's based. You know, they 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 race and gender switched on that. Oh, from a Fletch novel? No, from from the, the burglar books. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know it was based yeah, on books. Yeah. I didn't know it was based on a book either. I, I think they were the cat books. The cat who did this, the cat who did that, it might be. The cat who's? Yeah. Huh. That I did not know. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, let's get some sad news out of the way. Our producer producer uh, Harvey Bennett has died at the age of 84. His work includes four Star Trek movies, two, three, four, and five. Yep. The Bionic Woman, The Six Million Dollar Man, and two sci-fi one-season wonders, The Invisible Man and Gemini Man. Uh, famously, Bennett was responsible for reviving Khan as a villain for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. It was Bennett who watched all 79 classic yeah. Star Trek episodes and found that Space Seed should be the subject of the Trek sequel. He also convinced Leonard Nimoy to return to the role of Spock after Nimoy publicly claimed he'd never play that role again. He promised him his character's death. Bennett had meant for Spock to die during the Kobayashi Maroon scene, the no-win test where a captain has to make a death-or-death decision. In addition, Bennett has had uh, plans for a Star Trek movie, Academy Days, about the Academy Days of young Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Dr. McCoy, starring younger actors in the starring roles, although Shatner, Nimoy, and Kelly would have provided book and commentary. Bennett told Trek Today that he was given a green light and a 19-month deadline, but knowing it was impossible to produce a special effects-laden film in less than two years, he walked away. So we lost him, and we also lost Sam Simon, who co-created The Simpsons. He died Sunday at his home in Los Angeles at 59. Uh, Emmy Award-winning writer, was diagnosed on February 2013 with terminal colon cancer, spent the last few years of his life as a philanthropist, giving millions to charity. Uh, Much of his work focused on helping animals. After Simon was diagnosed with colon cancer, he bought zoos and circuses and freed the animals. Was it just 2013 that he got diagnosed? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, at the time, he was only given like a year to live. I guess that's the case, yeah. He outlived his... He lived it by a long time, yeah. I got to talk yeah. to my brother about that and see how that went or how that what that process is like because you know you can't well, just let them loose in the wild. No, you can't. But if there was zoos like the one here in Las Vegas, they deserve to be bought and taken elsewhere. 
Uh, before he co-created The Simpsons, Simon wrote episodes for Barney Miller, Taxi, Cheers, and It's Gary Shandling's Show. So, I didn't realize he had such a Vegas connection. Yep. He played a lot of charity poker out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Uh, and he was just struggling to get rid of that money in a good way. Like he, you read any of the articles about it? It was just yeah. He met with like some resistance mixed. too in well, some cases, didn't he? he? Was just it was hard, and it's also just trying to find the right people to give the money to. Yeah, that's the that's the trick, you know, because everybody wants it. Right. So he had to really do his homework, and I know Meg Tilly helped him out a lot on that too. They were very close. I think they were married for a short time as well, or close to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots, lots of great work for, uh, animal causes he did. Sure. And Harv Bennett, you know, doesn't really get as much credit as he deserves based on his history. Uh, in fact, it's rumored that the, uh, opening narration in the $6 million man is actually Harv Bennett no. and not, uh, cause it was never credited in the series, but, uh, according to, uh, people that were involved in the production they said yeah that's horrible at the beginning of the the tv series speaking so, it yeah speaking oh, okay. it you know the steve austin astronaut that whole line a man barely alive yep. 316 steve wrestler austin. <laughs> <laughs> stomping <laughs> mud holes in asses and walking them dry i like that we both went there yeah, that was good. But, uh, you know bennett also is responsible for getting nimoy what the directing gig for three and four because he didn't want to come back and, you know, I can see that he being offered part him of the, the, you know, he said he wanted to direct and he was the kill one you that, off and direct the next that really pressured Paramount to let Leonard Nimoy direct. And they're like, well, the guy's never directed before, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, this character is the show. This is the movies. You can't continue to do movies without Leonard Nimoy. And if he wants to direct, let him direct. And it was basically what it came down to and they did and he they relented and he directed two films plus several other movies uh three men and a, three men and a baby, little baby yeah. uh, three men and a baby three men and a little lady and there was another one after that that three I, men I die of rabies that no was it, was <laughs> final sequel complete, <laughs> three men diabetes the last three three was diabetes. the last movie didn't he, he direct directed Caligula? didn't, uh, didn't oh, get as much critical acclaim <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, four was yeah. the most lucrative of the Trek yeah, movies really for a long was. time. Yeah, until six hit, and that literally was what turned the franchise around. I'll go four. Bruce Campbell revealed Lucy Lawless would be appearing on the Star Show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Stars released further information confirming Lawless's casting, announcing she'd be playing a character named Ruby. She is described as a mysterious figure who is myopic in her quest to hunt down the source of the recent evil outbreaks. The only problem, she believes that Ash is the cause of it all, unquote. She has a ruby in her booby. That's her other problem. The casting makes sense, considering the history shared between her and Avid uh, executives producer uh, Campbell, Sam Raimi, and her own husband, Rob Tappert. In addition to Campbell playing a character on Xena Warrior Princess, uh, Lawless guest appeared on Campbell's show Burn Notice. Meanwhile, Raimi and Tappert co-produced That's the right, star series did. Spartacus, starring Lawless and Campbell's Jack of she's All Trades. She's quite good in Spartacus. Yeah. I've, I've she's boobalicious in Spartacus. Uh. <laughs> that, that helps too. It's out of hand. She's the queen, right? In Spartacus, or the queen. queen? Sorry, the she's the domina of the of the the training spot. She's the character played by Lucy Lawless. 
Hey yo! Yeah. <laughs> you can't come up, come up with an image of Lucy Lawless Law, in your what head. I, I was just wondering what role okay. she played what in the show. Place I forget. Lucy Roberts, the Dominus and the dom- the Domina of right. the, uh, the Lord and it, Lady. What's it called? The place where they train and everything. The Glad dojo. School? The dojo. Kinda, <laughs> the it's their dojo. word for dojo is escaping me right now, but uh, yeah. Ludus, a Ludus. They call it the Ludus. Yeah, yeah. She's the domina of the Ludus. I need to watch the show to add to my vocabulary. Have you not Apparently, seen Spartacus? I don't have stars. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. Say it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. You should really watch it. You will not <laughs> be Netflix, disappointed. Really? It is yeah. hyper gore crazy. Oh it's yeah, so fun. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Todd. I haven't seen it either. But now, now the movie's on Netflix. Okay, we're good. Uh, once I get all the back episodes posted, uh, you can go to Barry's review of Spartacus Blood and Sand. Which That's like, right. Titty, titty, blood, blood, titty, blood, titty, blood. <laughs> right, that's what it is. Yeah, so that's, yeah, we got to get those old titty, titty, uh, video blood, blood. episodes posted up. I'd fun. forgotten that uh, he was he was like a recurring character in Xena. Mm-hmm. Campbell was. Uh, he was a thief, right? Yeah. yeah. In fact, isn't Jack yeah. of all trades based Antilochus, on that character? Antilochus? I think so. Something like that. Attilicus. It was something like that. That was the name. That, that, that sounds about right. Oh, Testicles? Testicles. Yes. Testicles. <laughs> Atolicus? That sounds possible, too. Oh, if only if we only had, had a way to check. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, badass digest is reporting from Van City Buzz. Wait a minute. There's a paper. Is, is there's a paper? Their paper called Badass Digest. There's a website called Badass oh, okay. Digest. All right. Uh, but Van City Buzz is a Vancouver-based site that claims that a sequel to Tron Legacy is filming in Canada this fall. Van City says that Garrett Hedlund will reprise his role as Sam Flynn, but he's the only cast member they mention who's returning at this time. Uh, Badass and Slash Film both have sources at Disney who have told them that not only is the film happening, but but Kosinski is coming back to direct it. So, same guy that directed Legacy. Tron is coming back. But after that last one, I'm kind of like... Yeah, who cares? That last Tron was awful. It's a shame, too. Fool me once. I'm pissed because Tron Uprising isn't out on DVD yet. And it's off Netflix now. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just out of the ether entirely. Uh, no, you can still get it on uh, streaming sources. But man, that's the series that needs to be expanded upon. That's great. Did you watch that show? I never did. After Legacy, I just it's didn't so, care that much. Yeah, right. And I've, I'm the same way, but it's so good. Autilicus. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Got it. <laughs> if you haven't seen yeah, Tron Uprising, the animated series, it's exceptional. Paul Rubens is in it. A lot of good people. Um, Bruce Boxleitner is Tron. It's wow. fu- yeah, it's fucking good. It's, it's animated, right? Yeah, it's okay, animated, yeah. and he's got Tron's got this degenerative condition where he's breaking down. His program is slightly corrupted, and so he's got. It's like it's a lot like Batman Begins. Does it take place in between the first and second movie? Is that the timeline or? Um, no, it's way later. Oh, so way after the movie. The second. It's movie. way after the movie because, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's way later. Uh, from from the way it looks, it's like it's like way out in the flung future where okay. shit's been bad for a while. And uh, uh, yeah, but man, and that's probably why they're shelving it because it can and why I don't fucking know. But it's a lot like Batman Begins. It's got you got the old master and the the new young upstart learning how to become Tron. You okay. mean Batman Beyond? 
That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I okay. said Batman Begins. I'm sorry. I knew what he I meant. Was, That's where I was lost. I was like, it's no, like I Batman was Beyond. Mm-hmm. It's like Batman I'm like Beyond. I'm looking at Liam okay. Neeson. Sorry, no. <laughs> it's like Batman Beyond, the animated series. I was, I was always making a Ace the Bathound joke when, when you caught him on Ace the name. Ace the Bathound. Pixar Studio President Jim Morris told Disney Latino that the creative team is planning to make Toy Story 4 a more standalone entry in the franchise as opposed to a continuation of the arc from the first three films. Here's an excerpt from his translated comments, quote, The third movie ended in a beautiful way and completed a trilogy. I think this movie is not part of this trilogy. It's a separate story, which in turn I do not know if it will be continued. Never begin a project with that in mind. It's not a continuation of the end of Toy Story 3. Temporarily, it is, but it will be a love story, be a romantic comedy. It will not put much focus on the interaction between the characters and the children. I think it will be a very good movie. Hmm. All right. Hasn't been a bad one yet. Yeah. Nope. As long as Lasseter's overseeing it, it'll be fine. Yeah, that's exactly. I have just no worries about Pixar products. He won't let shit go through. Yeah, Yeah, that that, last one was just so You know the story on two. That's remarkable. It was about to be a direct-to-video sequel and they were very close to done in many ways and Lasseter took a look at it and was just like this cannot happen this cannot pass and he they had to restart from scratch pretty much he put so much of his life and family on hold put his marriage in jeopardy all this stuff just to make this film right and it's arguably the best of the three and he did it, and it's exceptional, and it cemented that franchise. It cemented Pixar into what it became. So, mm. as long as Lasseter yeah. has a hand in it, it will be good. And he didn't they like it. they were they had recast since it was straight to video? They they were going to use a different voice cast. It wasn't. Yeah, Hanks it was and, fucked up. He yeah, and Tim he, Allen. And and he was, was just, just like nope. And he put his blood back into it. And yeah, it became what it needed to be. And he got all the voice actors back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's he's absolutely correct. It's it's a phenomenal turnaround of what would have been a, you know a, a forgettable you know sequel. did that song win the oscar that one from, from the first one no from the second when someone loved someone somebody loved me i think so man that's all ripped at your heart Close to it. yeah i can't get to that scene without tears yeah at all yeah. speaking of tears roland emmerich's found a new actor to fill will smith's shoes uh, Independence Day 2 will keep it in the family as focus shifts from Smith's character, Stephen Hiller, <laughs> no! to his adult son. The role will be filled by Survivor's Remorse star, Jesse Usher. The actor, actor currently headlines the scripted basketball series, which is approaching its second season. The Independence Day sequel be, will be his first blockbuster credit. Most of Usher's resume includes guest spots on TV shows such as Criminal Minds, The Mentalists, and Level Up. Hunger Games alumni Liam Hemsworth has also joined the cast, although no details are on his character. And he'll be joined by ID4 veteran Jeff Goldblum, who will reprise his role as David Levinson from the previous film. Independence Day 2 is scheduled to hit theaters June 20th, 2016, which is like five days away to the dot when the first one came out. Wow. Nice. Mm. It's funny when you said... Uh, Independence Day 2 will keep it in the family. I thought that was the title. (laughs) (laughs) That that got me laughing. Independence Day 2 will keep it in the family. Actually, the the full title is Medea's Independence Day will keep it in the family. Yeah, that's... Okay, story-wise, is is it his adopted son? Like, the... 
the woman he marries in the film who already had the son or probably years down the line. subsequent children after they get married that's what, what i'm thinking that's i uh, uh i guess we'll find out son. I this one's real interesting Uh-oh. uh valiant entertainment that's the 90s comic book publisher oh, with yeah. titles like XO, Man of War, Bloodshot, Harbinger, Shadowman, Archer and Armstrong, and more. Didn't they bring back Magnus Robot Hunter, too? I don't remember. And DMG Entertainment, a Beijing-based entertainment company, announced a new partnership to span motion pictures, television, publishing, and licensing that will culminate in the big screen debut of Valiant's universe of characters in theaters around the world. Current Valiant feature films in development include the previously announced Bloodshot from Sony Pictures, Shadow Man from a script by J. Michael Straczynski, and Archer and Armstrong. Valiant has already begun development on several television projects as well. Oh, boy. Huh. Never read the Valiant line. Mm-hmm. Archer and Armstrong was pretty damn tight. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It's the one I remember. I was working in a store when Valiant line came out, and Archer and Armstrong is the one people talked it, about. It was lost in the... Uh, it, that that was in the uh, 50 covers for every book phase. The, yeah. The, yeah, that was the days when... It seemed like every issue of Valiant Comics cost so much to buy in back issues. Right. Like bef- before the big crash of comic books. Yeah. Or maybe the reason of, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, 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 no, that was definitely it. That was, that was. You'd get Wizard Magazine and all the Valiant Comics were well, all the books, 50, all 60 the books bucks. were foil covered or, or some sort of weird cardboard or some variant cover. It was just, you know, it was, it was the whole. These are not for reading. These are for collecting. Mm. Yeah, they did that with that Thor series you just reviewed there, uh, uh, Commander K. Oh, they did. Because uh, when, when I was trying well, to find the covers. Stopped. Well, I was trying to find the covers for that uh, that series. I kept coming up with different ones, so I finally went to Marvel Wikia, and each issue had like four different covers. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Well, yeah. That almost Mm. goes back to the whole pandering argument. Um, The people, they do that, they do that maneuver, a flip of some kind, then they start laying out the covers and everything because they know it's going to generate interest. And the only reason I'm, I don't totally subscribe to the pandering thing, but the only reason I sort of see some element to it there is if it is pandering, it isn't sincere, and if it isn't sincere, then a year or two out, it goes away, you know? And, you know, we'll be back to our stable of straight white male heroes being the, being, you know, practically the entire pantheon of superheroes, you know, and it just, that's the way it'll go. So, I, with the, with, and it's too bad, too, because they are being smart. They're getting some good artists, and they're getting some good writers. You know, I'm serious. I really like what they're doing with that Thor thing. And, uh, and you know, looking at the Ghostbusters lady movie, there's great actresses, great comedians in there, and, and the writing team, the, the whole production team sounds really good. So it's like I, it kind of makes me a little sad because it would be great if Hollywood and entertainment in general felt there was an audience there that they could do this and do it with confidence and and do something for that purpose as opposed to almost coming across as a stunt. And I really just hate to think of it as that. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the multiple covers that concerns me is 
that was one of the downfalls of you know the comics well, in, it, the, it, in the 90s. Yeah, too. but but that was also distributors and retailers sure. going overboard. Uh, and um you know, uh, well, Ralph, I, yeah. Uh, Ralph wasn't a part of comic scene then, but he, you know, him and retailers like him know about the bubble yep. and the burst. So they, and a lot of that was them overextending themselves in terms of, of buying issues that were not going to sell. Right. That, was, that, and, that craziness killed a lot of shops. I oh, mean, it, it page after page. Killed over you, half of them. Killed over half yeah. the shots in, shops in the nation, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, we went, I don't know, it was like 4,000 to 2,000, something insane yeah. like that. It just decimated it. Uh, well, in, I mean, it's, in the <laughs> to, to me, it's it's one thing to have like a special collector, you know, cover, exclusive cover. Sure, sure. For, like, they, for like a premiere issue yeah. of a line. Well, yeah. But like to have issues like one through, say, I think it was six was the last yeah, one I, I looked know. at. They I had know. four different covers. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, it's not just that comic. I mean, uh, didn't mm-hmm. you tell me, Paul, that your uh, Darth Vader comic All the Star had Wars like two had or three different yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All the Star Wars. The Princess covers. Leia maybe had maybe four. The Princess Leia yeah. had a whole bunch. So it's like... Um, so And it is there. You're right, Jeff, but it isn't anywhere near as bad. Well, sure. You go through... Because, yeah, those had, some, of those had, some of those comics back then had about ten different covers. Well, yeah. And sure. you go through Ralph's... Like yeah. right now, I think and it's actually hard to find fill-in issues because he didn't overextend himself. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're not going to. Ralph orders carefully. Yes. I think Princess That's Leia good. actually had one variant that didn't have Princess Leia on it at all. That was hilarious. I remember people bitching about that. It's a nice <laughs> Alex Ross Luke Invader Shadow type thing going on. It's very cool looking. And I remember a lot of people being, the fuck's up with Alex Ross telling he, Alex Ross, give me a Leia cover. And it's like, Luke and Vader and no Leia? What the fuck, Alex Ross? And it's just like, <laughs> uh, guys or girls, uh, people, um, Alex Ross was probably asked to do a whole bunch of paintings. <laughs> And then yeah. an editorial team went through and said, we'll use this, we'll use oh, this yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even like he... And also... Yeah, it, people forget now, that. Now, granted, yeah, it's a Leia comic, number one. Leia's not on that particular cover. But it is her brother and her father that she doesn't know about yet. So I kind of... You can make that argument. You know, if it was like 3PO and R2 or something like that, it'd be like, what the fuck? All you needed to do, needed to was pull an episode one teaser and put her in the shadow somehow. Mm-hmm. Just put those iconic buns coming off a of Dave oh, Vader's sure. helmet. Well, well, yeah, that's what you do. But, you know, like I said, I bet you anything Ross just did that and they sure. were like, we'll use that. But, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, have have them looming behind her, you know. And he already did. Or he have her, have, did her a, have that image coming out of her thought bubble. You know, he he already did a Leia in Leia picture, so that was looks to well. I, anyway, he did a picture, and in fact, I think that I think is I've another seen a Leia cover. in Leia picture. But you're you're absolutely right. Oh a lot of sure, times, you misogynist. What? Did a lot somebody of times do a they cover? Do submit several different covers. Sure, and sure. some editor goes, "I want that one." And he he did a bunch of different issues. So yeah, it was just. He should have done one where she's in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leia with a Leia. Leia. Yeah, Leia. <laughs> now we're talking. Leia with Come Leia. Come on, I want a Leia. <laughs> I was working in a comic shop when I the first big multi cover issue came out. I think. Which was Legends of the Dark Knight, and we ordered them because it's like it's gonna have four different covers. I'm like, oh shit, what do we do with four different covers? How the hell do we order? So we ordered pretty heavy, and then we got them, and the four different covers were wraps. 
around the actual cover okay with four different colors of just it was a graphic there was no drawing (laughs) it was just a logo in a different color it's like wow oh my god we're doomed nope they went right out the goddamn window this is they did. Four yeah. Well, that first wave They're really. Four wraps, that, you that, first, that was one you of the idiots. problems. That was one of the problems because man, everybody was scooping it up, and it was like, "Ooh, we'll do more. We'll do more." There's money in this, and it was eventually when the fans were like, "Uh, fuck this," and that's when the bubble burst. Well, didn't, didn't one of those comics back then make like it was like six different covers, but if you collected all of them, it made a poster. If you like all extra, together, they, they, they did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear to God, I remember one of those doing that, that, and it was like, what? It's uh, the problem was the speculation. Yeah, yep. people oh, yeah. who weren't comic book fans got into it because they thought they could make a buck. I think that's the other thing, Paul, because it's like with the Star Wars or the Thor, these are fans. Yeah, you know, and right. there's nothing wrong with the fan. It's how you you want to spend your money, and if you're a fan and you yeah. fucking love it and you want mm-hmm. all six covers, you go for it. But the people who bought them to make money and sell it. Whoops! I think yeah. more and more now. That's a good point. There's very few collectors that are collecting to try and make money. Oh, who the? I yeah. think I think the collectors who collect to make money are fans who are trying to justify it to their wife, right? Or yep. To their friends if who, that, or who themselves, yeah. or themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the really old true. ones because of the digital market that's is starting no to go money down. To be yeah. Made. The, yeah. The, the bottoms out of it. Toy yeah. market's mm-hmm. the same way. And, yeah. You know, it's just not. It's not going to be. Which is great because now. The people who really love the stuff can own it yeah. at a reasonable price. And you can own it in four different colors. <laughs> and, 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 so, yeah. 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 Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Sarah Michelle Gellar has joined the cast of uh, Disney XD's Star Wars Rebels. What's that channel? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he said XD. XD. The D stands for dick. Extra dick. You're watching Disney XD. Sarah Michelle Gellar gets extra dick on oh. Disney XD. Lots of D for the dick. The D means dick, and you're in the middle of it. The thick of the dick with Disney XD. Get in the thick of Disney XD. Thicker the dick, the better. Well, her husband, Disney was that XD. the name of your, uh, your, your, your late night uh, DJ gig was Thick of the Dick? Yep. Yeah. X stands for extra, D stands for dick. You're in the Thick of the Dick block. Her husband, Freddie Prince Jr., voices the character of Karen Jarris of the show. And she's going to be re- playing a recurring character who will be introduced in season two. Oh, okay, fine. I don't care. She did not, <laughs> she's not very good. She did not very good. I've never enjoyed her in anything. I know you have never been a fan. Nope. She almost ruined the Turtles animated movie with her lackluster garbage. And that's a great film. Took every ounce of uh, Patrick Stewart's prowess <laughs> to dance around her weak, mouth, mealy mouth delivery. <laughs> She's a shame is what she is. She's a damn shame. And coming to Star Wars. Great. As long as she stays on the animated series, I don't give a fuck. Why don't you stick her in my movies? Ugh. Miss Galar. <laughs> John Barrowman has signed on to executive produce and star in a television miniseries based on author Erica Lewis's story, The 49th Key, which is featured in the latest issue of the comic magazine Heavy Metal. The project is being billed as an event series. No network seems to be attached at this point. The story will run in a serialized format throughout this year, based on the 16th century legend of Enochian magic which tells of a secret language of angels. According to Hollywood Reporter, the first chapter is, quote, an expansive fantasy series that tells of a rogue archaeologist and a young autistic and mute boy on a treacherous journey through England to bring the boy home. The boy turns out to be the key to a gateway between our world and that of Inokia, 
the uh, magical society that exists be- below Earth's surface, filled with fantasy creatures and highly advanced humans. We eat only potato-filled <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Welcome to Nyokia. <laughs> yes, here in this underground fantasy land, where boiled gnocchi is the staple of the day. Don't forget the fungus. There will not be much script writing involved, as the main character is mute. <laughs> and in Eastern Europe, that land is called Perogia. <laughs> yeah. So there's like hail, a lot of hail, Perogia. <laughs> This, uh, this story is kind of jaw-dropping. Disney is planning to release at least 20 new Star Wars books between now and the opening of The Force Awakens in December. Whoa. The initiative oh, has shit. been dubbed Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Disney has apparently been putting this plan together for a while. Journey to the Force Awakens series will be a mix of comics, novels, and children's books by people from Disney, Del Rey, Dorling, Kindersley, Kindersley and Marvel Comics. Disney is certain that these books are the official account of what actually fictionally transpired a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and their story group has been working closely with all the authors involved to make sure everything is official cannon fodder. (laughs) Here are the titles that we know of so far via Slash Film. There's going to be Star Wars Aftermath. It's a novel. Uh, Star Wars Journey to the Force Awakens, a Marvel Comics prequel. Is that first one based on Common Core? Hey, oh. <laughs> a Marvel Comics prequel told from CP3O's perspective. Oh, I do say, I look ravishing. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars as told by C3PO. Mm, nothing like a metal wiener in the morning to get you going. Yes, that's right. Gay as the day is long, I am. Just never had the chance to express it fully. Oh, I hear a, I hear a buzz droid. I'm going to place it directly in my butt tube. There's a little home for you, buzz droid. Right in my butt tube. Oh, I say, R2, would you stand still? I can't quite get it in your mouth. So Mr. Game of Thrones is going to be doing a <laughs> Right. <laughs> they sound r- remarkably similar. Um, so Actually, it's going to be like a two no, foot no. tall C3? Mr. Game of Thrones is going to be inside R2-D2. Right. Oh. Would someone please let me out of this ridiculous contraption? I'm Mr. Game of Thrones. I can stay in this r- robot... Robot, is that what you call it? Robot. Robot. Well, yeah, he was. Oh, yes, it's a robot for me. (laughs) Well, I stick my wiener in it. I'm C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and gay. (laughs) (laughs) Makes that whole thing popping out and going to the uh, key. Click. I love C-3PO. But that is the fayest robot in the galaxy. (laughs) And more power to him. Other books coming, Star Wars Ships of the Galaxies, printed by Studio Fund International, Moving Target, a Princess Leia story by Cecil Castellucci, The Weapon of the Jedi, a Luke Skywalker story by Jason Fry, Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, and Smuggler's Run, a Han Solo story by Greg Rucka. With music by Glenn Fry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry it worked out like this. Someone had to lose. The Kessel Run ain't easy. It's the Smuggler's Blues. (laughs) Smuggler's Blues. (laughs) Wait, isn't a parsec the measure of distance? Don't let's talk about that right now. No, 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 no. (laughs) Here's a real old rebel. See what you can do. Smuggle him and his kid all the way to the Endor moon. See if you can get them. 
to take down the shields. But if you can't, then that's too bad. And the Empire won't yield. I'm sorry it went down like this. 3PO had to lose. <laughs> it's the nature of the business. The smugglers Blues. <laughs> smugglers Blues. You remember a remarkable amount of Smuggler's Blues. <laughs> I'll lock you down in carbonite. <laughs> you won't know a fucking thing. You won't even realize that you're frozen or anything. We'll stick you in the palace so Jabba has his toy and Luke will go to save your ass. Jabba will blow him off as a boy. He won't realize his Jedi strength. But Jabba shouldn't snooze. He's going to get <laughs> fucked up on that barge. It's the Smuggler's Blues. <laughs> smuggler's Blues. Quick, run down. Ooze, 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 ooze. Uh, You'll no. be sick from carbonite poisoning for a little while. But Lando Calrissian is here to help you smile. Just grab onto that stick he offers. Grab it, whoa, <laughs> grab it hey, with the neck. Or else you're going to end up in the pit of the Sarlacc. You better hurry up real quick. And someone scream the news. <laughs> Job is dead. The rebels live. It's the smugglers' blues. Boy, that went from grim yeah. to actually kind of yeah. yeah. Everything turns out okay, yeah. man. Have you watched the movie? It's good. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, one of the things I'm like, I mean, uh, I read the Princess Leia comic, and once again, just like Paul and I were commenting on the uh, the uh, ugly couch show when he was talking about Vader. They're drawn from the first movie, and they're do and really incorporating that. And I got to thinking, because I I waxed bitter that when they did this way back when, they didn't touch that stuff, and they kind of went their own way. And I realized that actually, there I seem to recall there used to be like you know these directives: don't touch this, you can't comment on that, you can't work with this, and and it's obvious here. That everybody's working closely together, there is some coordination, and that as a result is allowing them to really draw from the source material for their stories, for where they're, the, where they're going with them and what they're doing with them, and it really shows, and it's really nice, it's really neat. What they did for Princess Leia, just in the first issue, was actually a very cool idea. And, and, and you, you could literally look at that and say, wow, that actually, that actually goes so far as to make sense for the character. It's pretty cool. So, th this whole coordination is is so far it's really working out. Synergy. Welcome to Disney Core. <laughs> Synergy. XC. C stands for core. Core. <laughs> X stands for extra. <laughs> <laughs> they're not just hardcore. They're extra core. Extra it's core. funny because what would the D stands for? I would have thought the C stood for something. <laughs> the D stands for something. <laughs> <laughs> D stands for dick. <laughs> the C stands for core. Get <laughs> your extra core. XC. Check out XC on Disney. Extra core. <laughs> so much core, you can't believe it. We're on the hunt for core. <laughs> on Disney XC. <laughs> Don't be a silly core. <laughs> Disney XC will be right back. We don't mean to be blunt, but it's time for some XC, and that means extra core. <laughs> you mother father. <laughs> Regal Cinemas and AMC have announced plans to host the ultimate Marvel Marathon to lead into the release of the latest Avengers film. Too Talk bad about shit seats. Butt stink. 
with a twenty seats is right. People are gonna poop in their <laughs> seats. What? How desperate are theaters for money now? They're gonna ruin entire theaters. A twenty-nine hour and eleven poop. minute ah, marathon. Ugh. Jesus, I did what we do. What we do? Fourteen for that fucking the Lord or twelve for the Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings one. Yeah, it yeah, was. It was, it was actually like, did it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh yeah, yeah a whole bunch of us. Paul, right. myself, wow. uh, Darren, a bunch of us. We went Griffin, and did this. Irene, Doug. Darren, it was awful. It was literally from like the time we got to the theaters until we left. It was like 14, 15 hours. I fell asleep during most of the first movie because I don't care for that one as much. The second one I watched almost all the way through. But it was the special editions. Yeah, the first two. They were like four hours each almost. Yeah. And then they did the regular edition had newly released uh, Return of the King. Which it was great. It was a good way to see it. I get it, but me- never again. The seats. <laughs> this, if if it was in those reclining seats, oh yeah, sure. Because then you're just in Nappy Town or in those beds that they have now. At oh, some in places. the Galaxy, dude. Galaxy. Yeah, I, can I, can't, I can't see a movie in other theaters. Right. They have. They had like half hour breaks in between each film, but it literally was like just enough to go upstairs. I think we were at uh, Green Valley Ranch, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So we, we had just enough time to run upstairs to the food court, grab you some food, and then go back down to the theater to catch the next film. I think they went so far as to let food in the theater. They did. Yeah, they, they did. did. They right. said you could you, take... You were smelling uh, pizza, people's pizza, pizza their and, Thai uh, food. Yeah, it was, it was a lot odor. of... Uh, odor. A lot of, well, yeah. odor of a lot of Panda Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to the theater down when I was down in Florida uh, this fall where they actually had dinner service where they actually brought food... Not not a big it was interesting, but not a big fan of it. It definitely interrupts the flow of the movie. <laughs> Having a waiter come up to you. Sure. Well, she won't eat, honey. <laughs> no, they're very very sotto voce. It's all core. Oh right. Yeah. But, yeah no. Yeah. What do you want to eat? There, well, there was a theater in Kansas City that did that too. Kiss my grits. <laughs> hey, ice from Media Well. What the fuck is this shit? Stuckies Twelve Screen <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> Stuckies. From Iron Man all the way through the opening of Age of Ultron. The tickets will be $65, which breaks down to about $6 per movie. Hey, that's a that's a steal. That's the, not a bad idea. Not a bad rate. No. The marathons will kick off at 6 p.m. on April 29th and end at 10 p.m. on April 30th. Hey, do you have the full list there? Or can you remember the full list? I don't I don't need to. Yeah, because I mean you can. I mean you can skip some of the Thor stuff, and you know. <laughs> yeah, you can. I actually really like Dark World. Uh, I know you didn't did. like it. I really did. Would you want saw it in the theater? Huh? I saw it in the theater. That probably makes a difference. <laughs> I saw it in the theater and I just I watched it, it again yeah, I'm recently. Sorry, it's your hair, Paul. My hair went crazy again. No. <laughs> I love. You look like Tintin on a bender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's see. Oh my god. Oh shit. Snowy. Snowy. Well I'm we got Gilbert <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm with you, Paul. I like Dark World too. <laughs> so did I. I, I will me. acknowledge it as one of the weaker of the, the Marvel movies, but I liked it. Uh, Marvel's oh, uh, yeah. Iron Man three. Fuck that thing. I hated Iron Man 3. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. <gasps> Don't that's you mean my two? favorite one. Don't you mean two? Everybody, two is up there, too. Nothing everybody raves about garbage, three. but no, three was I, original great. Original Iron Man. Iron Man 1 is the best of the three Iron Man. Uh, well, I'm with you there. Yeah, well, yeah but... What, I, what I was your think, problem with three? I don't know. Well, the Mandarin good. not being the... Ma- I don't know. It's just that character really threw me off. I didn't like that well, character at all. Well, there's apparently... Yeah, there is. Uh, an additional it short is. film. Yeah, which is great. 
that has Kingsley in it. Well, it's a short, yeah. As well as a quote unquote real Mandarin. I don't know. I haven't seen a real the whole Mandarin thing. is mentioned. Yeah. I haven't seen this, but everybody's told me that it really adds on to the film. Absolutely. And it's funny, and Kingsley's great. Ah, yeah, that, I actually be, enjoyed that twist. That'd be interesting because they made those little short films for every one of them, I think. Yeah, they did. So are they during its marathon, are they going to show those in between? Probably not. Those are like DVD and Blu ray exclusive. Get you to buy so. those things. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of buying those things, when HBO launches HBO Now, its new standalone subscription service, Apple will be its exclusive partner. You'll have to, you'll be able to watch after you sign up using your iOS device or Apple TV. HBO will yeah, now also work with God. iPhones, iPads, even iPod Touch. So this means it will uninstall Netflix as you when you put it on? <laughs> <clears throat> and you'll be able to access it through HBOnow.com once you buy the service using an Apple product. For example, if you sign up on your iPhone, but then you want to watch it on any old Windows laptop, it should work. HBO Now will cost $15 a month with the first month free for early bird subscribers. Be, be, be available at the beginning of April. Uh, now this Apple exclusivity is expected to be for a limited time. Yeah, three months. Good for it them. better be. Gonna say three months and then it's well, it it's such a convoluted set of hoops you have to jump through to get it. Well, that's what? Apple, isn't it? What's on HBO? What do I want to see on HBO? Why would I bother? Game what? of Thrones. What? Okay, well, I'm good then. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Andy quickly retreats. Okay, all right. No, yeah, no. Fine. I mean, I don't. I, I haven't just, watched any Game of Thrones yet. I can't wait till it comes it's around. How and... difficult they've made it to sign up for it is the thing that is the really you the basically most have to download a specific app to sign up for it. When the hell did programs become apps? That pisses me off. A programlets? Uh, it, it, it's this place called the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Ah, in the 21st century. Yeah. It's... Manuals at cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it is more convoluted than it needs to be, especially when you consider that most apps have a, uh, a mirror on their mobile web version so that you don't have to download the app. It's just a way for you know people to... It's for Quote, Apple unquote, to make keep it, their exclusivity. Yeah, and it's also the apps are no ways for people to make it "quote unquote" easier to access their specific content, and it's it's really not necessary. But we've we've now entered that point where it's become so commonplace, everybody is doing it, whether they need to have an actual app or not. So. And the folks behind the original Guitar Hero and Rock Band franchises are back in the development seat and bringing Rock Band 4 to Xbox One and PlayStation 4 officially later this year. Here's the fact sheet. All your previously purchased content and any songs you ripped from previous Rock Band games to sequels will work in Rock Band 4. Uh, from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. Uh, Harmonix is trying very hard to make your old peripherals work on the new-gen systems, despite the fact there's basically zero compatibility between last-gen and current-gen console peripherals. Well. Uh, there will also be new perif uh, peripherals, guitars and drums at least. Uh, they will continue to be made by Mad Cats. And the plan is to make Rock Band 4, and that's it. The game is going to be a platform, not something that's going to receive annual or semi-annual sequels. Quote, at this point, in addition to DLC expansions, we're thinking of Rock Band 4 as more of an ongoing platform model where it can incrementally accrue new functionality over time instead of doing a big $60 title release over and over again. That's so. very kind of them. That's very... And Paul, pleasant. did you catch the Penny Arcade Rock Band exclusive guitar? 
I didn't catch that. No. Yeah, I just was on the, the website last night. Uh, they have introduced elements of it at PAX East, and uh, apparently you can pre-order exclusively at PAX East a uh, guitar for Rock Band 4 that has uh, Gabe on it. There's a picture of it if you go on their website. That's uh, cool. I was sitting can there going, I want to order it too. Stuff. We had to, had to order it there at the place. It said you had to pre-order it at the harmonics booth at PAX East, but I'm hoping they open it up to other people to, to order. Shittles Because uh, it looks really cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of a white guitar, but it's got uh, the you know the Penny yeah. Arcade artwork on it. Yeah. Oh, well. Shittles Magoo. Yeah. Huh. All, All right. right. Well, gentlemen... Uh, we we asked for it. Yeah. We did. Uh, we did. What did we ask for? People want to ask Mumra some things. What? Oh dear. So, Jeff, you know what this means. Oh man, you're the one. I have to go down there. You drew that straw four years ago. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. By the way, I have to say I heartily endorse that system. <laughs> you draw the straw once, and it's with you forever. He's a strong proponent of the single straw. It's a whole curse thing. Yeah, yeah. it really. I still think Monroe, that's appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. I still think it was rigged. I don't have any you proof. You can't prove a thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no any proof. But I'm pretty I sure it was rigged. a cool magic trick where it breaks the straw and throws the other part of it away. Yeah, but shock like monkeys that. have questions. Mamra has answers. So Jeff, please, if you would mind. All right. Always oh, doing that. Open that hey, door. do you play guitar? No. Oh, that's weird. What? <laughs> oh, here, here comes Jeff. Oh, and here's here's the man himself. Oh, Mummy himself. Who awakened me from my slumber? Ah, uh, Mamra, it's good to see you. Geek shock. It is good to be seen. There are questions, and only you can give the answers. I have answers for the questions you may ask. All right, first question's from Mr. Kramer. What do you want to know? Uh, DC recently said their movies will be darker and grittier than Marvel films. How does that make you feel? What I understand is that they have already been darker and grittier. Uh, but that mostly has to do with poor projection quality and bad film <laughs> transfers. <laughs> <laughs> I worked as a projectionist for two summers. Oh, wow. When I was but a boy working at Joe's Five Plex <laughs> in Sarkeegan. Sarkeegan. <laughs> It was a small business, a real mom-and-pop theater, but I got to watch all the first-run films. And I can tell you from those early days that the DC recipe is a faulted one. Marvel knows the secret to making superhero films, and DC has not a clue. They think to become more maudlin and sad is the secret. But their morosity and bullshit <laughs> will get them only so far. No one really cares about the sadness of Aquaman. <laughs> if he's not wearing bright colors, no one cares. Make it fun. He's the king of the ocean. That's where people go to have fun. Have fun with Aquaman. Don't make him Batman in the water. <laughs> You idiots. <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, 
Does that answer the goddamn question? I think it does, but I have a personal question. Do you have a favorite film back in your multiplex days? Cinema Paradiso. Ah. <laughs> Didn't get as much love as it should have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the critics found it. Well, you don't know, but they always do. So not the arrival of a train. No. Cinema Paradiso. <laughs> For film buffs, then you know what that means. Uh, next question's from Elizabeth. I wasn't. It was. I'm not that old. Arrival of a train. Yeah, a bunch of women shrieking as they run. Out. Oh, it's going to hit me! No, come on. You're, you're the ever living. I'm right? the ever living, but I, but come on. I remember it. Yeah, I remember it too. <laughs> I wasn't working in the theater at that time. Although Slythe was an organist then. <laughs> <laughs> Slythe played organ for the Zorro pictures. That was his favorite. Oh, okay. And the Thief of Baghdad. He liked that one oh. a lot. Mm-hmm. We know our classic films. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth yes. has been going through the Geek Shock back catalog. I am sorry for your suffering. <laughs> She's listened to 78 so far with 198 to go. Your brain must be leaking from your ears. <laughs> she asks, Terrible how many pain. hours is that and do I keep going? It is many. I have no way of calculating that. For I have never listened to the episodes. I am no fool. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. They get worse as we go back. <laughs> you are on downward slope back into the gutter. Episode 5, I think, is like just almost intolerable. <laughs> Unlistenable. It's like, it's like a wax cylinder twisting in the wind. It sounds all... There's a lot of clacking. Oh, that was such a... That episode was heartbreaking. That really tugged at the string. It was a long time ago. Edison was a genius. I don't blame him for trying every dirty trick in the book. I say keep listening because eventually get the episodes I'm on. <laughs> That's right. Old fact check. And the final question from Steve the Comic. Yes. Uh, there are two identical doors being guarded by identical men. One leads to heaven. Wait, how did you get into my bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> that you've described my bathroom. <laughs> Well, one door leads to heaven, one leads to hell. Again, how did you get into my bathroom? You Although, may... I mean, hell, my toilet. Because Taco Tuesday is a real mess. <laughs> What's heaven in your bathroom? It's the shower. Oh. I have, I have an 18-point massaging head. What about the shower? Huh? hey <laughs> See, I was thinking it was the pit of ultimate evil myself. <laughs> Oh, that's a bathroom. whole other bucket of chicken. <laughs> yes, what about it? So one leads to heaven, one door leads to hell. You yes, may, of course. You may ask only one question about the doors to one guard. The person guarding heaven will always tell the truth. The person guarding hell will always lie. What question do you ask? I would ask, is that not hell? <laughs> I think that would get it right. 
So if you say, is that not hell? And if you ask the person who was guarding heaven, they would say, yeah, it's not hell. And if you ask the, oh no, because I would say, yeah, it's hell. He'd say, wait, he'd say, yes, it is hell. <laughs> oh, he'd have to say, yes, it is hell. And you'd say, out of it. That's it. That's the question. Right? Is that it? That's the answer. Isn't that right? Should I, I he's asking you. I think, logically, I think that works. <laughs> Do you want the is answer? Is this not him? Do you want oh, the wait. answer? Here it comes what is fact the check. Do you know the answer? You ask, uh, you ask one of them what the other one would say. Oh. You, uh, what, you had to ask a question, though? <laughs> you, say, you, say to the, you say to one of the guards, what would the other guard say if I asked him which door was hell? And that does it. Yes. That flips it in. Okay. Okay, I was close. You're close. I really don't give a fuck. I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy either place. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's got to be better than that cellar at this point. No, well, well you do have the shower. This is pretty comfy. That shower really works. Eighteen points. And those two guys—they're identical twins, Barry and Stephen. <laughs> and they, oh man. Yeah. Certain afternoons, when they get real bored, we have a time. <laughs> the weather's going to be right, though. If it's too moist, they don't want anything to do with me. <laughs> and I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mama, thank you for joining us. Excessive sweaty crotch. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you could have left it before that. Nope. We were happy with that. I had to put it out there. I just want you to know, they catch it in a bottle kind of way. <laughs> like I could fill a glass with just crotch sweat. So you just duct tape glasses to your thighs? I have. Okay. You challenge me? <laughs> Do you want to taste some mum sweat? Oh, God. I, oh. I have a feeling I know what's coming up oh. for the next ugly what's couch show. Mouth? <laughs> what's mum sweat? Mouth? Starting my own brand of delicious mm. bottled water. Mum sweat and sons. <laughs> Is that what they use for that Russian soda? Russian what? That Russian soda you guys had that time? Yes, that's basically mum sweat. <laughs> 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 well, we'll the let you stink get... means oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> working to do what? Well, the bacterium stinking. is active. <laughs> stinking and rotting. <laughs> well, Mama, thanks for joining us. We know you got a lot to get done down well, there. Not, so Not really. I, I could stay if you want. <laughs> I, got, I got a little bit of time. I think I saw Vulture Man using your shower, though. What? <laughs> Fuck you, Vulture Man! <laughs> I were down here then take care of some business. Say, Jeff, you want to come down to the cellar? Uh, I'll let you come go on, first. I got, I got some artisan cheese. I got, I got, I got, I got, oh, yes. I got a copy of uh, The Crying Game on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> we can have, have a real afternoon of it, Jeff. Come on. She's got a dick. Come on. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> some people. Some people. I think I saw Monkey and playing with your VHS player, though. Great. Okay, I can take a hint. You're taking a pass. Fine. <laughs> I will see you later. Mumra, the ever-living out. Jeff, Tate, see him down. <laughs> yeah, oh, please hurry up. you anyway, Jeff. Oh. Uh, oh, Paul, welcome back. You just missed him. Ah, uh, this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I locked it's the door sad, good because you're tight. such a big He-Man fan, you know, and uh, all that other stuff. You know, it has like, little to nothing to do with the the Thundercats. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh
don't know where Mama's from? Apparently. Yeah, I was from the crack of your mama's ass. Yeah, I was, yeah, it was Johnny Quest in my day, bucko. <laughs> I forget. And many more of you sent more questions, so there'll be more Mumra in the near future because we got oh, more cool. questions to get through. Well, so, Jeff, you looking uh, forward to that, Jeff? Keep sending oh, questions. Oh, yeah. Every time I have to go down and unlock that door, it just warms my heart. <laughs> so if we didn't get to your question, don't worry. It's probably coming up next week, if not after that. So. Don't panic. So until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Dandy. Flip floppy Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. (coughs) Fuck these allergies. Yeah. Mm. That's right. It's so bad out Mm. here right now. Everything's in bloom and wants to breed with my nose. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about Vegas. People don't realize every blooming plant, every blossoming flower has been brought to this town at some point. Some new casino opens up and the... The GM's like, let's have hibiscus mungalugula or whatever. And it's like, oh, no. That yeah, and the fact yes. that we have no rain. So every bit of pollen stays on the ground and hangs there and collects oh, yeah. and blows around. It's crazy when you see it. Uh, you can physically see it. You can see it right now. Oh, this yeah. week, yeah. it's so bad. Like a truck can drive by a tree and there's just this <sighs> cloud. It looks like fog. Yep. I was oh, yeah. driving up Charleston the other night and I was like, is there a fire? And it's just fucking pollen hanging in the air. Oh, yeah. Our front porch yesterday was just coated in evergreen pollen. I mean, Mm -hmm. just a complete coating of it. It looks like sulfur. When I was driving to work on Sunday, when I I backed out of the space, and as soon as I got up to speed, just a cloud coming off my truck, just of yellow. There's a month, a month of suffering here in Vegas. And then it gets to be oven-wise. Right, then it, then it gets to be super hot. Yeah, we just pollen we just had the nice fire. part. The where everyone else suffered in the winter. Yeah, we, we we got away free. We had no winter. Yeah, I can recall three cold days, something like that. Maybe a week tops. The yeah. Cold days were way way down in the forties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yes, yes. Yeah, it was just awful. yeah, it was so funny. I was talking Carpet to my parents <laughs> in Kentucky. They had uh, Marion County, or rather Madison, Madison County, where they live now, had. Record cold, 36 below. Yep. Record, Lots of bridges out there. Geez. Record cold for Kentucky all from from the time when they've started recording. When I left Chicago, I left because it was negative 17. I can't imagine that feel. And that night, I was I, t- I called them and I was like, oh, yeah, well, we got a winter advisory here. It's supposed to get down to 58. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do, I do think that was the night that we did end up getting snow. But up on the mountains? Well, no, we actually got some here in Summerlin. I've got pictures yeah, of snow yeah, yeah. on my bushes and stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, some people yeah. your little upper levels. Videos. We got snow, but it lasts for ten minutes yeah. and it's gone. But it was cool. As soon as the sun hits, it, it's pretty. It goes away, basically. Yeah, snow, I, snow I, here I, is pretty. I did get the wonderful chance to experience winter again uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, did you hate it? Like with it. all your life, right? Well, that's I'm gonna go on vacation. Let's go to the snow. Does it make everything just hurt? <laughs> my dad. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. That. that is, I'd forgotten that part where you are shoveling the driveway and you're sweating like a pig and your face hurts from the cold yep man i'm having flashbacks yeah <laughs> i don't even want to think about it it's so gross yeah snow and now we don't have to the snow wind. the grass all of it mm-hmm.